Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. Welcome back to the Mixing Business with Pleasure podcast, the show all about loving your work and working with your love. If you're tuning in for the first time, it's great to have you. And if you're one of our longtime listeners, thanks so much for your continued support. As many of you know, we took a little bit of a break over December holidays, and this is our first episode in 2021, and we're so excited to share this with you. Today's guests, Jason and Tova Weiss, are not only married entrepreneurs, but parents to two kids that are also entrepreneurs themselves. This is a first for our show. They joined us for this interview from warm and sunny Southern Florida. Jason is a lawyer and the managing partner of the Weiss Law Group. He practices business and commercial litigation. His wife, Tova, handles the financial side and pretty much everything else of the law practice. She also, along with the pair's 13-year-old son, runs an apparel company for lacrosse players called Longpole Life. Jason and Tova's 10-year-old daughter, who is a dancer and dressmaker, is also launching her own clothing line with her family's help. This family of four is very tight-knit, and the entrepreneurial spirit is definitely strong with them. We know you're going to adore Jason and Tova and their family as much as we do. And if you love what you hear today, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. If you screenshot your review and send it to us in an email or DM on Instagram along with your mailing address, We'll be so excited to send you a set of our super fun Mixing Business with Pleasure stickers as a thank you. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with this incredible couple. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. And we are so excited and actually quite jealous of our next guest because they are in sunny South Florida. And we are here in Minnesota. And it has been snowing for the past three days. In October. So I don't know. Well, this episode will air a few weeks from now. But yeah, it is October 23rd. And we've had snow for three consecutive days and temps in the 30s. And our next guests, Jason and Tova Weiss, are from Florida. So how are you guys doing today? We're well, thank you. Awesome. And the weather in Florida is good for you right now? <laughs> it's been raining all week. Um, like severe downpours all week but we're still in the upper 80s. Okay, that's not too bad, not too bad. Well, I suppose you guys are getting into uh, hurricane season, right? No, we're towards the end. So oh, okay. Very, okay. We're very thankful for, for that. We have uh, about another 30 days. Okay, okay, good. Well, let's get this show on the road here. We're excited to jump in. We have a lot of good things to talk about with you guys, and we're excited to explore more about what you do, how you got there. And also, very interestingly, your two children are very entrepreneurial, so we have to talk about that too. To get this show on the road here, we always ask a question. We Work and love are both four-letter words, and those are things that we talk about very often on this show. So we'd like to know, what are your favorite four-letter words? I wish sleep uh, I only had four <laughs> letters, because that, that would be good. 
Um, <laughs> well, we give our guests a break. We're like four or five, you know, that's okay. We can, okay. we can, yeah, we can be flexible. So if we can have five, then we'd probably both want to say family. Okay. That means the world to us, everything that I think we, we do, we, we do as a family. It's kind of funny. COVID sucks as a whole, but we've all been under the same roof um, for what, six months, seven months now. And we're not at each other's nerves. We, we, we don't want to strangle each other. And that's including our children. And we just, we enjoy each other's company. It's, you know, we don't want to travel separately. We don't want to go away separately. We all just like being together, maybe separate rooms sometimes, but we all enjoy being together. And so I, I would say a five letter word would be family. I love it. Definitely one of my favorite uh, four lettered words is food. Uh, <laughs> food and family. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Awesome. So I love to cook and the kids love to eat and our son loves to cook too. He's yeah. been he's been doing a lot of cooking uh, when he's home from school, which is you know depending on the week, two days or three days a week. He'll go into the kitchen. He'll cook his own food. He'll leave the mess. So I guess that's a four letter word. <laughs> Those are all words that go together well. Family, food, and mess. I mean that's like our house twenty four seven. So I love it. Well, I love what you just shared with us. And it's so interesting because it inevitably always happens that the four letter words that our guests share with us in the beginning somehow magically always tie back to the whole episode. So it's gonna be interesting how we unravel this episode because I think family, based on what we've read about you guys and what we know so far is that family is a pretty thick thread that's woven throughout your entire lives. It's it's also um, has a lot to do with why and how you started your business, Jason. And you mentioned also being a very family-friendly workplace. And that's something that we absolutely, as business owners ourselves, relate to. And we want to get into that as well. And then we talked a little bit about COVID. So, I mean, yeah, we got to throw that in there too. Well, let's jump in here. I have another question for you guys. And that is, what came first, business or love? Oh, definitely love. love. All right, well, share with us a little bit about your love story here. Um, we met in college in August of 95, and we were friends. Then we started more than friends is the best way to put it, in February of 96. That's been it. So, you know, business only started with both of us in 2012. So, yeah, love definitely came first. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get into the business side of things. So Jason, you have a law background. Tova, we understand your background is in education. So tell us from the time that you guys started your love story to 2012, what was going on in your life? What was happening with your love? Jason, you'd mentioned that you always felt like you were a round peg in a square hole in your career. Yeah. So tell us kind of the evolution of how you went from your love story to now where you are today in your business together as, as husband and wife. I mean, we've been together. It's it, like my mom even says, we don't remember life before Tova because we've been in each other's lives for such a long time. I mean, we were, I was 19 and I was 20. 
and we've been together since. You know, we, we met at the University of Florida. We became friends. We became more than friends. I got accepted to law school and Tova still had a little bit of school left because I started before her and she said, I'm transferring down to be with you. And I said, well, if you're going to make that commitment to me. I'm going to make that commitment to you. We got engaged. My family was extremely happy. Uh, her family was a little shocked, is, is a nice way to put it, um, but happy. And they laid down the ground rules where she must have a college degree before she tacked on the, an MRS to her name. And we all agreed. So she graduated college. Um, we got married. She started teaching. I was still in law school. And um, she was supporting me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And fast forward through, you know, all the different law firms that I worked at over a time period and started a family, have two amazing kids that, you know, we love to death. And there's that word love. And here we sit today where, again, you know, the Florida bar says I own the law firm. So I own the law firm since I'm the licensed attorney. But, you know, she is my partner 100% in everything except the law practice, which she's not allowed to do. She handles the books and, and the clients and the technology and, you know, all, all of the stuff to make the business run smooth. That, that's, that's what she does. And I don't have to worry. That, that's the best part of it. She knows there's a court date. Jason's going, Jason can handle, Jason can do this. And I know, Hey, you know, this is happening at the office or insurance needs to be renewed or I don't have to worry about it. So in 2012, you made the decision to open up your law practice. What was the impetus to do that? I had left uh, a large firm to work with a, a friend of mine and his friend. And we worked together for eight, nine months. And we were still friends, but we weren't seeing eye to eye on business is the best way to put it. And I had enough business of my own that, you know, between my two biggest supporters, Tova and our really good friend and, and business partner and adventure, David Block, they both said, you got this, Jason, you do enough business, you got enough people, you don't need a salary like, you know, you're making, you've got it. And I, I trusted in, in Tova and David, and we actually share our office space with David. We, we've shared office space with him since 2012. And, you know, we own our building together and we work together and we're down the hall and we're down the street from each other. So it, the, the Weiss and Block family are, are, are very connected. Their support pushed me and, you know, it was to the point where I couldn't do it all. And Tova's like, let me help. What can I do to help? That was always her thing. What can I do to help? Even when I was in law school, what can I do to help? Do you need me to type it? Do you need me to do this? It was always, what can I do? What can I do? And I took her up on it. I'm like, look, we got to get bills out the door figure out a billing software, figure out this, figure out that, get a bill out the door. She handed me a bill. She's like, this is what it looks like. I'm like, great. She handled it. And ever since then, she does the bills. She harps on me. Where's your time? I need to enter your time so we can fit <laughs> the bills, but it, it, it's done. Thank you for sharing that. And I love what you're telling us here, because really what you're saying, Jason, is that without Tova, your business would not run. I mean, you're the genius behind the cases and the law, and you understand how to represent your clients, but it takes more than just your acumen in the law to run a law firm. It takes the business side of things, how to run the business, how to pay the bills, how to get the things set up that needs to keep the motor running, right? And so Tova is really that person, that counterpart to you, to keeping your law firm floating and humming and just singing beautifully. And $100,000 in debt for law school, they don't teach you that. They don't teach you what you need in addition to 
the knowledge and how to write and do all this. And, and that's something that I've been trying to work on where I'm actually coaching some younger attorneys on how to take it to the next level. And again, I got to go back to David Block. You, you're as good as your book of business, meaning you got to have your clients, you got to have that. Then you need to know how to take care of them, how to bill them, how to you know make sure they can get the FedExes and their packages and pay their bills and distribute trust funds and all that kind of stuff. And that's what she does. I, I don't have to worry. It's, hey, we have approval, please you know, do this wire. Or, or hey, we have a phone person coming in, please handle it. Or hey, we need a new as, a, associate, run an ad. That's it, done. Clearly you guys have been doing this business for uh, what, a little over eight years now. You mentioned that with the other two partners or friends you're working with, you know, you weren't seeing eye to eye on the kind of where the business was going. I'm, I'm curious to know about some of those differences. I mean, you don't have to go into the dirty details if there are any, but in terms of what, what were the, what was that disconnect? And the reason I'm asking is because we've heard from a number of couples that we've interviewed that, you know, choosing a partner in your business is extremely important. And sometimes choosing your friends is the, the wrong idea, if you will. So I'm curious sort of what were those differences and why did you choose to resolve them by splitting and doing your own thing? I think, I think it was just a mutual agreement between all three of us that it wasn't the right fit. When I decided to, to join them, there was going to be more people joining and those more people joining really hurt my friends. And the business model was set up on this whole book of business coming. They were men of their words. They did what they said. I was a man of my word. I did what I said. I respect them both. I like them both. They're great people. It's just, I think we all got caught up in this other person joining and helping out and that other person was going to bring in a lot of work and it just, it didn't happen. So they had enough to support them and I had enough to support me and it, it was a clean split. There were no hard feelings, at least not on this end. And, I, and I'm pretty sure there's none from them either. I think you also have a different philosophy as to how to approach clients than they did. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're more like in tune with their needs. Things need to go for them to be successful. I I don't know if I can relate that to just them. I mean, I treat my clients different than I think a lot of attorneys do. I'm general counsel for a company right now and I get to look at the bills and I get to look at the emails and I get to look at the stuff and and I'm constantly saying to them, we don't do this. Like, I I don't get it. And and I'll tell you the, the quickest perfect example is when my grandmother passed away my parents had an attorney who um, handled the estate. And one day I was talking to my dad and my dad said, can you do me a favor? Can you call so-and-so and ask him these three questions about grandma's estate? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, and I didn't think anything of it. Called up, da, 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 told my dad. And I'm like, dad, I know you have a great relationship with so-and-so. Why couldn't you make the call? And he goes, you know, Jason, every time we pick up the phone and call him, we get a bill for it. Every time you pick up the phone and call him, we see that you guys talked and he no charges. And I know he's doing great by us and he's giving us a friends and family discount. He's doing great work and we're very happy with him, but we don't want to call because we don't want to run up bills. And we took that to heart. So when clients call us now, we don't bill for that. We, we don't do it. And, you know, she's always, oh, this is a no charge. This is no charge. This is a no charge. She's always doing that. Don't get me wrong. Look, we're on a conference call and it's a major thing. I'm billing for that. But for them to pick up the phone and call, hey, Jason, I got a quick question. I enter it so they see I did the work and it's a no charge. Because you don't want them to feel as if they can't just come to talk to you. Correct. And, And I think that's how we run our lives at home and the business. We want our kids coming and talking to us about anything, you know. 
rough day at school, a boy, a girl, a whatever. whatever. My shirt has a stain, you know, whatever it is. I left my gear at the house when I'm going to lacrosse practice. I don't have my dance shoes, you know, that kind of stuff. I absolutely love what I'm hearing because let's be honest here, attorneys, lawyers, you know, they have a bad reputation, right? There's all these these memes and these stereotypes of lawyers kind of nickel and diming you and, you know, and just being sleazy. And, you know, I'm thinking about that show that Mike watched Better Call Saul in pop culture, you know, references to lawyers tend to be kind of negative. And really what you're saying here is, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. And I think that that's an excellent quality to have in any business, in any service-based business, but especially one where the reputation is on the line, you know, with your clients, you're working with, um, with clients that are looking to you for counsel and knowing that they can come to you and you're not going to nickel and dime them and you're not going to charge them for every single question that they have is a really smart business move, but it's also, it feels like it's in line with who you are as people, right? This is the vibe that I'm getting from you. The vibe that you're sharing with us is, yeah, you know, we're here to serve you. We're here to help you. We're not here to to rip you off, so to speak. And I think that's a really brilliant call out, something that I want to share with our audience too, because it's a great lesson that can be applied to a lot of different businesses. I mean, law for sure, but I can tell you on a very quick personal side note, Mike and I, our daughter has some medical needs. So we've seen a lot of different doctors and gone to a lot of different clinics and, and hospitals and practices and this and that, the other. And there, there was a time where we called a doctor to get some information and we ended up getting a $400 bill for a half hour phone call. And I was just flabbergasted. I mean, we had already spent so much money out of pocket with this doctor. This was unfortunately not something that was covered by insurance. And I, it was just insult to injury. You know, we're coming to you. You're an expert. We have a burning question that's medically related that we can't answer ourselves. And now you're going to charge me $400 for a half hour of your time. I mean, come on, you know, the insult to that. So on a personal level, I can definitely relate to that as a consumer of specialized care and needs from from specialists. And I think that your clients obviously must really appreciate working with you because they know they can trust you. They know that they can come to you and they know that you're not going to charge them these superfluous charges. So I think that's a really brilliant business move and something that both of you seem to be very grounded on and very on the same page about making sure that no, we're not going to inflate our clients' bills. So I I want to dig into this a little bit more about, I guess, the client services aspect of what you do. I heard you say something on an interview, Jason, about how you found early on that, you know, you weren't the star. You were representing stars, but you weren't the star and you were in the background and you needed to learn how to be okay with that. So I'd love to hear you talk about that and how that sort of translated into the way that you guys manage clients and approach clients. I've had some phenomenal opportunities in my life on the legal side where, you know, I've been involved with various different sports teams, various different athletes, and they're the stars. When their names hit the paper, it's usually not a good thing. And being the person in the background, if if my name is never mentioned, never heard, never seen, I'm never in a picture, that's a great thing. Because that means I'm going in with their team and their PR and everything else, and we're getting it taken care of. I know that, you know, you're hanging out with these athletes and you're doing the stuff and you, all you want to do is be in pictures and can I get autographs? And I mean, it, I, I admit I had that. I mean, I was 24 years old dealing with top players in each of the leagues. And all I wanted to do is say, can I have an autograph or can I have this? And I quickly learned I had to stop. 
you can't do it and, and you lose respect and, and credibility right then and there. But being behind the scenes is the way to do it. And she's kind of, you know, and, and no disrespect behind the scenes, making sure, you know, everything runs smooth. You know, a client will say to me, hey, I need a wire sent out or, hey, I need this money sent out or, hey, I got to get this to the court. And they probably think I'm the one that's, you know, dropping everything and getting on the phone and doing all this. And, and it's not. It's Tova. We also have another member of our team, Shamika, who, I mean, between the two of them, they make sure my tush is covered, you know, from, from everything, from a calendar invite to I, I need something converted from PDF to Word and, and all of that. It, it's really a team. I mean, that, that's, that's the environment we're trying to build, a team. Like, like you guys mentioned, you know, we're, we're starting up, you know, th this, this is Tova's business, Long Pole Wife, or Tova and Logan, that's our son. <laughs> can't legally own it yet because he's only 13, but you know, the, it's their business and I, I get to sit back and support them, which is a change for me. It's a great thing. And I can realize some of the stuff that she has to do to, to help me, you know, she, Hey Jason, can you proofread this? Yep. Can you do this? Yep. Can you post this? I don't know how, but teach me. <laughs> no, I'm learning Facebook and Instagram. We were never on any social media until recently. And it's I'm sure you have two really good teachers at home, right? Your two kids are very good at teaching you those things. <laughs> Our daughter does TikTok. I think that she doesn't post anything with her face on it. Right. Still. She posts the dog and I have one of the masks from, um, what was the movie? V for, um, Vendetta. v for Vendetta. I have that mask. So we let her wear that in post. Okay. All right. Well, I definitely want to talk about long Paul life and your, your children are very entrepreneurial, as we mentioned earlier in the show, but I want to talk and focus a little bit about Tova because we have not heard her lovely voice yet as much as we want to. And I well, want that's to why I have him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the dynamic here with us. I'm usually the one gabbing away. You know, that's my name. But Tova, I want to talk to you because... As a mom, as a, as a woman, and, and also as a business owner, I want to talk about kind of what was going through your head when Jason approached you and said, hey, I got to get out of this corporate gig. I can't work with these guys anymore. I'm going to go off on my own. Now, you guys have been married for a long time. I'm assuming that you already had your kids at that point. They were probably a little bit younger than they are today, maybe in their elementary school age. So not only are you going to be potentially losing some income or, or maybe treading into some unknown territory with starting a job, but then shortly thereafter, Jason is approaching you to come into the business. So what was going through your head and what were you thinking as far as being a mom, being a wife, taking care of kids? I don't know if you were, if you were still working at that point, but if you were working, what were some of the challenges that you were grasping with? Well, I've been on maternity leave since 2006. That's a very long maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the writing was on the wall with him. He'd come home from work and you can just see it on his face and just talking to him all the time. We knew that it's just the right move and I fully support whatever he wanted to do because I know he's capable of anything that he wants. But let me tell you, it wasn't my decision. It was her. I mean, she may have just planted the seeds. I may have pulled the trigger, but between her and then, and then David. Right. And your parents were supportive. Right. And, I mean, but it, it wasn't me coming home and saying, this is what I want to do. Right. It was me finally listening to everybody telling me, this is what you should do. And I was the one that was terrified. I was the one that couldn't sleep. Not this one. She's like, 
you'll do great. We got this. I'm not worried. I mean, I'll, I'll go to her every day. How are we doing? How are we doing on collections? We're fine. We had a slower month. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We got this. It, I don't even look at the books. I couldn't tell you if we had $1 or $50. I have no clue. I mean, I, I look at the trust account because I'm required by Florida. Let me put that to the Florida <laughs> I'm required. I'm the only one that touches the trust account. Right. But anything else, she's allowed to do. Wow. Tova, you were not at all afraid. There was no fear or, or scared of the unknown. It was just... Yep, Jason, this is what you're supposed to do, and we're yeah, going to do it. So, so the bottom line is that everybody needs a Tova in their life. I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I have, lots, I have lots of friends that have said, if you guys ever, uh, you know, she's mine, and uh, <laughs> it's both men and women that have said that. You know, I need a Tova in my life. If anything ever happens, you know, she's mine. Lots of people. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> She doesn't well, believe it, but I, I, I could list a whole bunch and I don't want to embarrass any of our friends, but yes. Well, I will tell you, Tova, that a lot of our guests that have come onto the show have said that it's like a free therapy session and that they that they start to feel things that they didn't even realize about their partner, about themselves, about their business. So I see that you're probably a tough nut to crack, but my job is going to be to crack you at the end of this episode, okay? No, I'm just kidding. We're not licensed therapists whatsoever, but we just play what on TV. You said something earlier in the show, and I'm also reading something on your bio. You said COVID has been tough. You know, it's been tough on everybody, but it's like, you guys are all good. You know, you're with the family, everybody's hanging out. And Jason, you said, you know, COVID had forced us to be under the same roof under an extended amount of time, but we couldn't have imagined a better situation. So, you know, a lot of people out there, and I will be the first to raise my hand and say, I am feeling that way. I mean, I love Mike and I love our daughter and we are, we work remote and before COVID we've been remote, but it has been mentally very challenging for us to all be together, to not be able to travel. That's a big thing for us, not be able to go out to eat. Tell us what is your COVID secrets? I'm always thinking about like the silver lining, the fact that being at home, we never would have had this much quality time with the kids. Like we really had a chance to let them, you know, kind of relax. I mean, for our son, school was always very stressful. There was a lot of pressure at the school that he was at. He did phenomenally well, but it was like a constant grind and it gave him a chance to take a breath. And also I think it's our daughter, she's 10. It gave her a little bit of independence in a way that she could see that, yes, she was responsible for doing her schoolwork and that it wasn't just, you went to school, you got it done and you would come home. It was, she saw us working, she would sit down and she would work. It was, it was a nice routine as well as our son. He finally puts the dishes in the dishwasher. That is a win for 2020. That is a win. (laughs) You guys are sharing with us some really valuable lessons that I think we can all take away from from 2020. And it's that, you know, your kids are both teens, right? Or 13 and 10. So one preteen, one teen. 13. 13 and 10. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So 13 and 10, they're, they're at an age where they're probably looking for some independence. They're looking for like, hey, I'm cool. I want to be with my friends, you know, <laughs> at least that's how I was when I was that age. But it sounds like 
this time has really allowed you guys as a family to spend more time together, to really be part of your kid's life in a way that you didn't have before, right? Because they're in school, they're doing their thing. Now you have sort of a window into their lives during school hours. But more so than that, they have a window into your life as entrepreneurs and as business owners. If we asked Logan and Madison today, what do you think some of the lessons they would tell us from this time spending at home with you guys? Well, I think they've learned that Jason does not need to be at the office six days a week and still get everything done, that he's allowed to take some time for himself. You know, he can be silly and goofy just like they are and go and jump on the trampoline and play horseshoe and garden and all these other things. You know, for a while, it was just he went to work, he'd come home, eat dinner with us, and then work some more. And then on the weekends, even on Saturday, he'd still go in. So it was a lot of me with them while he was at the office and they see that he doesn't need to, nor does he want to. He, he chooses to work from home a lot so that he can be with them a lot. So I think that they probably appreciate all of this as well. And Jason, there's probably a lot of very good lessons that you're learning out of this too, as well as taking time and the consummate entrepreneur, the consummate business owner, we definitely fall into that trap where we're constantly working. And I think that if anything, 2020 has said, hey guys, take some time for yourself, take some time for your family. I, th I think what it basically did is it allowed me to pivot or shift. I think that's the big word of the new normal, the pivot, the shifting. I think that's what COVID has taught us all. You know, I'm still working a lot of hours, but I'm reading a little bit. I actually work out two or three days a week, which you know, we've been together since I'm 20. So I think I stopped working out in 1995 when I knew that this was it. So I'm taking care of myself. I'm seeing a chiropractor getting adjusted. I'm seeing just normal doctors, you know, just to have, I haven't seen a doctor in eight years. I, I just started taking care of myself and, and the kids, what I'm trying to teach them is just find what it is you love and we're going to support you. Madison is making her own clothing in addition to her clothing line. I mean, she's literally stitching it on my grandmother's sewing machine. Logan is streaming and coming up with things and playing video games. And, and all of these people that he's doing coaching and training with, they're all like, you're spending money on your son to play video games. I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, I'm supporting him. I'm I'm letting him do his thing. I mean, he streamed with, and, and this I can say, because I posted it, he streamed with Antoine Woods of the Dallas Cowboys two weeks ago. And you can find him on YouTube where they're streaming together. 13-year-old wow. starting nose tackle for the Cowboys. I'm like, great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Esports is, is pretty big right now. So that's a, that's a good thing to support. So you, you kind of already started talking about this, but you know, the kids are obviously entrepreneurial. How much of that do you think is based on the fact that you two have owned your own business? What lessons have they learned by watching you two build what you have and I guess expand from there? Because Jason, you've done a number of other things outside of just the law practice. I think they see us get involved in something or they'll see like, you know, just for example, long pole life. And, and I, I'll keep going back to it. But Logan was a, an attackman in lacrosse, his big kid, wasn't the fastest. And one day he was just out there playing with a, a long pole. That's, you know, it's a six foot pole. And his coach said, let's see what you can do. And next thing you know, he's a starter on the team with a long pole. And we're like, you know, long pole life. And it was a whole family thing. And we hired a graphic designer and, 
and he did it. You know, it's right over Tova's head. You know, that's what he came up with. And, you know, so thank you, Callie. And, and we did that and we just started it. And then we printed up T-shirts and then we did it. And then Logan was like, Dad, I want to do more because the guys that are on offense, they don't want long poles. So what can we do for them? And I want to give the shirts away and I want the PLL. And then it took. So I, I feel like if we can find the passion in our kids for something they want, you can't beat them. But if we force them to do something they don't want, they're not going to do it. And, and it's going to be just lousy. So we try to support them and show them if this is what you got and this is what you're going to do, we're going to support you 100%. Logan wants to stream. He's streaming. He's being trained in it. He's, he's being coached in it. We got him his own internet. He, you know, we have infinity just for him. And, we, and he's like, Dad, I need faster internet. So you tell him the story. because He came to you. He's always complained that uh, AT&T is extremely slow and awful, and we don't disagree, but we're locked in with a contract. And I call, he had me call them up, and I found out that I can get different promotion, and I can save money, and this and that. So the money that we're saving, I went and signed up for Xfinity right. for just him. Right, So because he told us you, they're running these deals and these specials, and I, I think you can get me my own line and – get a savings on yours where it'll be a washer and you'll save money. So really, I mean, he's the one coming to you guys and he had a problem and he found the solution. Now he's only 13, so he can't make these decisions without an adult, but this is a brilliant problem solving skill to have because I can't tell you, you know, we're, gosh, I don't know how many years into our career and I can't tell you how many people don't know how to problem solve, don't know how to come to their boss and say, hey, I've got a problem. But I think this is such a brilliant, brilliant skill to have at such a young age. So kudos to you guys for nurturing that in him. For our audience that doesn't know what long pole life is, and I also want to talk a little bit about my lazy wear, let's dive into that a little bit. So let's talk about long pole life. This is a business that your son is sort of behind and then my lazy wear this is what your daughter is doing so let's talk a little bit about those two businesses our main slogan for long pole life that life is better with a long pole it was factual that like his lacrosse life was much better once he switched over to a long pole defender because he was getting all this playing time he was starting and he's 13 he's like six one and he's a beast on the field and um but a but a but a teddy bear in in life i mean he's the sweet <laughs> nicest kid you know he's the type where if he uses body and he'll knock someone to the ground and he'll be the first one no matter what team it's on to just put his hand up and say dude i'm sorry and, and pick him up or hey it was a clean hit oh he broke somebody's arm in a game and the kid after the game you know not intentionally the the kid just kind of bounced off of him. And after the game, the kid came up to him and he was like, that was a good hit. <laughs> right. It wasn't like with his stick and he didn't slide. Right. He, it used was, his he was like, it and, is what it is. I mean, he, so. he's, he's my, my grandmother used to call Alonzo Mourning the gentle giant. And if she were alive today, that's what she would call Logan, the gentle giant. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body other than get out of my way when I have the ball because I want to score. So I am not as versed in lacrosse. So are there two different lengths of sticks in lacrosse? Is that how that goes? So he plays defense. It's a six-foot pole as opposed to a 36-inch pole. So, you know, being six feet tall, you can carry a six-foot stick. It's, it makes sense. Got it. Got it. All right. Now that makes sense for me. 
Well, I love that. And and I love more than anything being, you know, if I remember, if I look back to my youth, that middle school life, I don't know if he's middle school or if that's considered high school yet, or I don't know how kids are doing it these days, but 13 is such a tough age. You know, your, your body is changing. You can't control what's happening inside you. Kids are developing in different ways and in different times and in different areas and emotionally and mentally, some are more mature than others. And it's such an ugly, rough, age. And I remember being 13 and, you know, I was a bit of an ugly duckling. I know you would never be able to know that right now, but I was a bit of an ugly duckling. I was a little bit of a late bloomer. And that age is so tough because kids are so mean. And it sounds like Logan is just the sweetheart of a kid, the one that is always picking up kids that have fallen down and lending them a hand. So that's a beautiful, beautiful trait to have. He sounds like an amazing young man. And now he's an entrepreneur because he started this clothing business, right? It's, so it's t-shirts, it's it's other things that you might need while you're supporting your long pole athlete. And this was really his idea, right? I mean, he he came to you and he was like, hey, I want to do this. And now you have also Madison, your 10-year-old daughter. She has a clothing line as well, right? It's called My Lazy Wear. So tell us a little bit about that. A similar idea where it's just like loungewear and t-shirts and stuff. She saw that Logan was doing one and she said, well, if he's doing it, I'm going to do one too. <laughs> So we came up with, but she wanted to use her initials and her initials are, are in fact, MLW. And and I said to her, I said, Madison, we love you to death and your grandma and your grandpa and your Bubby and your aunts and uncles and cousins, they all love you to death and they would wear anything you do. The the mainstream probably isn't going to want Madison Lou Weiss gear right now. (laughs) So she, but I need my MLW. I need my MLW. So we sat around. Uh, at dinner at the table, the four of us, like we almost do almost every night other than lacrosse. And we ca- just came up with stuff and we threw out stuff. And I, I, okay, I actually, needed to stand for something other than just your initials. Right. So I think I actually was the one who came up with my lazy wear. Um, and, and Madison was like, well, I don't want them to think, you know, that I'm lazy and all this. And we're like, no, 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 it's my lazy wear. And she's like, I love it. And that was it. And now it's my lazy wear. And it's not as far along as long pole life because we're learning and, and we're going and the mistakes we make with long pole, we won't make with my lazy wear. So we're about 60 to 90 days behind, but it's up. She's got a couple of sales. She loves wearing her hoodie around and she, she's a happy little girl. She wears it to dance. She wears it to the park. She wears it everywhere she goes. That's awesome. And I have to say, if the law thing doesn't work out, I think you've got a great career in branding ahead of you. <laughs> I'm always looking to get out of the law. Um, you know, we were talking about you got to be passionate. If we talked more about the law, you know, I'd be, yeah, you know, I ran the firm and I did this. And, you know, family, my eyes light up. Long pole life, my eyes light up. Esports, dude. I love this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to pivot out of the law. It's not a secret. I'm good at what I do, but I, I don't love it. And I'm trying to teach and bring on a couple of younger attorneys to, you know, take over and, and run it and do it so I can do other things, esports, apparel, coaching, and a couple of other uh, business ventures that I'm getting involved with. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. Going to court and fighting, okay, I'll do it because it pays the bills. <laughs> that's awesome. Do you feel like the law and specifically like on the litigation side, does that help in any way nurture that creative ability, if you will? It helped definitely with problem solving. Um, 
I, I definitely like to think outside the box. And, and that's something that, you know, one of my former partners, he was just, I got to give him kudos. He was the most think outside the box guy that I knew. And he would always come up with a solution, right or wrong. He'd, he'd think outside the box. And, and he was just great at that. And it, that really got me thinking when I was kind of not working for someone, but working with other people that you could use some creativity and you could come up with ideas. And one or two of my clients now, they love the fact that I can see things the way they see it. It's okay. I know I'm wrong, but help me. Let's come up with a solution. Let's do this. And, and I teach that to the lawyers. Now I say, look, we have to get an answer that says we can do X, Y, and Z. I don't want to hear that the law says we can't do it. No, no, I got to find a way that we can do X, Y, and Z, that we won't get laughed out of court. It's got to be legal. It's got to be right, but get creative. I'm curious if without divulging any client names, you can kind of throw an example out there of getting creative with the law. Okay. I, I, yeah, with no client name prior to medical marijuana being legal in the state of Florida, I had one client who we had appointed as a guardian for a second client. The second client had ALS. So we had the first client, the guardian over the gentleman's property, and he could do whatever he could do with the property. So we wound up getting a court order pre-legalization for medical use in Florida, where client A was able to grow, distribute, and supply marijuana for client B who suffered from ALS. And if he got pulled over, he had a court order. If they raided his house, he had a court order. So we got creative. The normal way would have been, you know, petition and do all this. We didn't do it that way. We applied for a guardianship and that's what got it done. And a guardianship just over his property. And we limited it to anything in the cannabinoid field. So, you know, like when the man did pass away, he didn't have a claim to his house or his car. It was just straight up anything to do with the, the marijuana. So when the man did pass, I'm sure my client got to keep whatever he was growing and you know, now it's, it's legal for medical use here, but we got creative. It was awesome. I wanted to post that order all over and go to the press and go to TMZ. We had to keep it secret because if we didn't, we were afraid that someone would try to appeal it. So it would have gotten me major, major press and I had to sit tight. That is super creative. And it's also an indication of, again, how you choose to run your business. You know, it's not a, for you, Jason and Tova, it's not about being, could you have put it in the press? Yes. Would that have gotten you a lot more clients? Maybe, probably. You would have had your n names on there. You know, you maybe gotten some, some TV time. All this good stuff could have come out from that. But instead, you chose to think about what's best for your client, to keep the best interests of your client at heart and, and this gentleman who was suffering from a very debilitating disease, your concern was to ensure that he could have some relief in his life and that he could get what he needs to live as normal of a life as possible. So first of all, I'm not an expert in the law, but I think that's pretty darn cool. That's pretty darn amazing. Some really smart thinking. And also just really special that, you know, rather than thinking of yourself, you thought about what's my client's best interest, you know, rather than what's your best interest. And I'm sure that that, that incident has probably been heard around the block. Maybe you didn't put it out there, but I'm sure a lot of your colleagues and a lot of people and your clients 
for singing your praises for for coming up with that. So I'm a firm believer, and and Mike is too. Is you know, do what's best. Always do what's best, whether it's gonna get you the airtime when it's whether it's gonna get your name out in lights it doesn't matter it's it's always about doing the right thing yeah, my favorite movie is national treasure and there's a line in there from mark twain you'll never be wrong for doing the right thing absolutely i could not agree with that more we do have to start wrapping up this is the worst part of our episode is that when we have to say goodbye to our guests because we're always having such a good time but i want to talk a little bit up to tova because you've been kind of quiet here. <laughs> now, maybe that's because Jason's been doing a lot of the talking. I want to talk to you specifically, Tova. And then I have a question for Jason about Tova. So we've heard a lot from Jason about the law practice and kind of his creative pursuits and the things that he's been doing, obviously with your 100% backbone of support. But I want to talk to you about how you have seen the evolution of your career and your family take shape now that you know you are a business owner how has that changed you over the years he promises me that if i keep my certification up that he won't make me go back to a classroom i don't know i i, I don't know if i necessarily think of what i do as a career i've never thought of it like that i just think it's what i do i just help him. I do whatever the office needs. I do whatever, you know, he needs me to do. And that's just my role. That's just my job. I don't think of it really as a career. And then the same thing, it's just with the kids, whatever they need, I just get it done. So I don't know. I just, it's just like, it's just my day. So Jason, I'm going to ask you the same question. How have you seen Tova's career change and evolve being your business partner? We respect each other's time and, and abilities, and I, and I think that's huge. So we collectively made the decision that I would go to work and she would primarily focus on the kids, which is a full-time job and then some. I think it was basically as the kids were in school longer and longer, she had free time. And, you know, we, we kid each other all the time, you know, not like Peggy Bundy where she wants to lay on the couch and just eat bonbons all but day. But I would do that. <laughs> But instead of that opportunity, you know, she would come into the office, set up a bookcase or, you know, run a bill or make some phone calls or just spend some time. And it kind of just like, we got to the point where it was, hey, we got to hire somebody because I can't keep doing all this. And instead of hiring somebody and paying them whatever, she she took it. If someone's going to steal from me, let it be her. Uh, that, that's, that's how I feel because at least... It'll all be spent on the kids. I mean, that, that, that's the biggest, you know, fear. She'll steal all the money and the kids will be happy. So I don't think it was ever like, hey, it was always, she was always there as, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? What can I do to help? And I think that's the motto of, of our house and, and our family. It's always, what can we do to help? And happy to help. And a couple of her friends of ours have always said, you know, that's just such a wise thing. You know, happy to help, not a problem. And and they text us, you know, when we say that, that's such a wise phrase, that's a, that's a thing. And our, our goal is to just make sure our kids, they do the same. We're, I think we're doing a pretty good job with them. Say, I haven't met your kids and we haven't met you in person, but I'd say you guys are doing an amazing job for what that's worth. They sound like amazing children. They are loving, they are great to their peers and they're exploring 
early interest in entrepreneurship and, and doing things just because they want to and they want to explore that. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Mike and I have talked that one of these days we want to do an episode and bring on some of the kids of our guests, of our past guests, and ask them some entrepreneurial questions. So if uh, Logan and Madison are up for that, we would love to do a kids episode with them. Logan would love to, and Madison, because Logan wants to, she'd love to. (laughs) What's the one or two major mistakes that small business owners make from a legal perspective? And what would you, what would be the one recommendation for, for people starting out? The depend- off more, they can, more than they can chew. Well, that, that's definitely one. Biting off more than you can chew. And then depending on your state, wanting to own your business with your spouse. I, I can only talk about Florida law because that's where I am licensed to practice. But in the state of Florida, if you have a company that you own as husband and wife and something happens with that company, they could potentially come after everything you have because it's named as husband and wife. So kind of like the movie Shawshank Redemption, where they're hanging Andy Dufresne over the side and he goes, if you trust your wife, there's no reason why you can't. And then he brings them over. If you trust your spouse, one of you should own it because you get more legal protections. And I know it might be an ego thing. And in our case, it was easy. She can't own the firm. She's not a lawyer. So it was simple. I'm going to own it. Long pole life, that's hers. Hers and Logan's. So God forbid something happens, we're protected. So. Put your ego aside, put your trust in your partner and own your business as just one of you. Again, don't like Tova said, don't bite off more than you can chew. I'm constantly telling everybody, I, I got it, no problem. And you know, there are nights that she'll come down at two o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there working. Why? Because I said, I got it and I have to follow through. That's really brilliant legal advice, especially for uh, husbands and wives that own a business together. It's, you know, consult with a lawyer in your state, or if you have legal counsel or, or somebody, you know, a, a family lawyer, if, if you're a business owner, it's probably in your best interest to find a lawyer that specializes in small business, right? Or in, in business law. But that's really good advice and something that I think our audience can really appreciate is, okay, you know, if I'm in business with my spouse, how can I best protect each other from a legal standpoint? You know, because if God forbid the business goes under or you get sued in the business, you want to make sure that you're protecting your most important assets, which is your family, your home, your bank accounts, you know, and all of that should obviously be, you know, you should have a separate bank account (laughs) from your business account. I mean, that's 101. You don't have to be a, a lawyer or a CPA to know that, but but those are some really good pointers and advice for our audience out there. And, and to your point, Jason, it could vary from state to state. So that's something to check in with a business lawyer. What's the next big project you're working on, either for business or for your personal life? What's what's next on the horizon for the Weiss family? New windows. Yeah, new windows <laughs> at the house. I would like to do that. I don't know. We're constantly just juggling lots of potential opportunities, be it be, you know, with lacrosse with Logan, with uh, design and clothing for Madison. I think our next big thing is where they kind of lead us that we're just supporting. You know, I would love to do more and more in the coaching and less and less of the, the practice of law. I've been actually meeting with a couple of people where, you know, 
I'm looking to step in and potentially run a major law firm uh, as a CEO type position or a business. I don't know. I, I don't know what we have planned next. We talk about it all the time, Tove and I, you know, we have a, a swing on the front porch and we'll go out there and we'll, we'll, we'll just sit and, you know, what's next and what's this. I know it includes, we must live in a spot that has lacrosse and dance and it's got to be a big enough house for the four of us. And my parents said, wherever we go, they follow. So who knows? Wonderful. So we kind of talked a little bit about what business advice would you offer other spouses? And you guys shared some really good information there. My last question is, what's one thing or quality each of you bring to your business and to your personal life that you couldn't do without? I don't know if I'm answering the question. I mean, it's, it's easy. She's, she's my best friend. She's my, my spouse, my best friend, the trust, the confidence. If it's work-related, personal-related, like she's the first phone call, you know, or the first text or the first email or the first, hey, I, I need to bounce this off somebody. It's trust. It's trust and friendship. Those are the two things that she brings. Well, and I think you said it so eloquently in the beginning of our conversation. You said that you don't remember life before Tova. That's something so beautiful to say about the person that you're with. So you guys have been such a delight to have on the on, on our show today. Thank you so much for sharing about your experiences with the law, some really creative ideas that you shared with us, and also some very valuable tips, but also, like we talked about in the beginning, family. And that's something that was a thread throughout the conversation, and not just about how you run your business with a family focus, but also how you run your family. And and really, that's including everybody in the decision, being around the table, getting your kids involved, being involved in their lives, and them also getting an opportunity to learn from you and being involved in your career and your entrepreneurial pursuits as well. So thank you guys so much. And yes, we, we just loved having you on the show. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Stay warm and safe. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.